Cats. Welcome back. Did you just electrocute yourself? On this week's episode, well, have you ever heard of an Antarctic monsoon? Well, that's pretty much what I have most of local footy experienced this weekend past, and we'll share some of the filthiest games with you. We received some interesting feedback from listeners this week, and touch on what you probably shouldn't send into us. Uh, we'll see which player, or maybe non-player, is nominated for the coveted Player of the Week. We'll be joined by the head of AFL Tasmania as he puts on his Nostradamus hat and makes available an iconic Tasmanian ground as we deliberate our State Series Final 2. And we'll order sushi, sing karaoke and scream... Fuck yeah! Oh, shit! <laughs> as we introduce Takeaways from Tokyo, Sake Mashio! How good is that? Welcome back. We are live. Yes, another week. This week, uh... Did you just electrocute yourself? You idiot. I'm on. You idiot. (laughs) Ah, well, we're back. I'm buzzed. (laughs) I'm ready to go. You are a bona fide moron. (laughs) Settle down. You just electrocuted yourself. Mate, come on. Let's go. Uh, this week's episode dedicated to all the jumper washers oh, out there. God. Majority of them are mothers or wives or girlfriends. Why, hold on, hold on. Why do you say that? I said a majority. I disagree. I disagree. We got home after junior footy on Sunday and Anne said, right, yeah. right, I'm just going to put you on mute there. So I said a majority. I didn't say everyone. I'm going to bring you back slowly. You ready? You going to behave? And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a filthy job though. Washing the dirty jumpers no. outside. Especially on a weekend like we've just had. Stinker. Did you see the photos of um, the Deloraine and Bridge North game on the Examiner mm-hmm. website? And the today? Northwest Coast. Oh, my gosh. How did I start Filthy. the podcast, podcast with an empty beer glass? Well, you drink too much. Anyway. Proudly sponsored by... Mm. Uh, Bokes? No. Van oh, Demon <laughs> Brewing. Hey, uh, messy, messy weekend in footy. Weather-wise, it was horrible. Um, thanks for giving me the heads up that it was bucketing down. I, I called Will at about 2.30 on Saturday and said, mate, what's the weather like down there at Lilydale? And he said, I have not got out of the car. It's bucketing down. I said, so it's a pretty filthy contest. It's just a battle of attrition. So I said, that's fine. I'll stay next there was to the a, wood fire. There was a, <laughs> I got, uh, the only reason I got out of the car was because the kids were annoying the crap out of me. I had the three boys in there. They all didn't – oh, sorry. One of them got out in the four hours we were there. I went across to the uh, change rooms at halftime. I had to help one of the old Scotch players out of two jumpers. Uh, his gear, his boots, had to undo his boots. I had to run him the shower because he was hypothermic and he'd also busted his AC joint. Uh, That's not good. No. And then there was a 20-minute window of where there was no rain. 
wandered up to the coaches' boxes, had a chat to Nifty Lockhart. Hold on. So you went to the coaches' boxes rather than the kiosk? No, I, I actually, uh, no, I did go to the kiosk too. I got a chips and gravy for the kids. What were they like? Uh, it was a little Out bit. Out of 10? Uh, was, they were good. They were just lacking in volume. Okay. I was trying to, I was trying to feed the four bo- uh, the three boys, Probably four boys including four, me. Four or five buckets. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Good to see the teams. Obviously a um, very emotional game down there for Keen Brown between the two clubs, Lilydale and Old Scotch, where he played. And um, I know he won a flag with Old Scotch. I don't know if he did at Lilydale, but a uh, terrific bloke that sadly passed away. Um but it was also great to see the teams get together at, I think it was the end of the game, with one of the boys uh, got carted away in the ambulance and the ambulance got bogged. It did. And so all the players from both teams came and uh, pushed the ambos uh, through the mud. It's mud flying everywhere, but uh, good on them. So that's what local footy's all about. I love you to may see. have just stolen some of my thunder, but I'll let that one slide. Okay. Sorry yeah, about thank that. Thank you. That's all right. That's, this is uh, the good indication that we don't discuss anything before we come on air. Uh, then you so you didn't go and see football on Saturday? No, I actually did. Oh, you did. I went, I went down to I did the same. Um, where's the closest game? And went down to Invermay Park and watched you the a bad reputation for that. Okay, well, there's worse. There's things. only so many grounds around your home. Yeah, I know. But uh, went and watched the Tom Tom Chug show. Kicked, kick uh, kicked a bag seven, I think. Seven. Uh, in a very very solid display there down there at uh, Invermay Park. So humming along. The OLs boys. Yeah. Um, then it was, I rolled wasn't in, too bad conditions at that ground, obviously. Oh, well, I rolled into NTCA for junior footy at eight thirty or eight o'clock on Sunday morning, and the ground was probably as bad as I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I seen that video. It was chewed up, oh. chewed up very bad. I heard oh, Evandale thank- was. Uh, my wife took my, my um, second son Charlie out to Evandale, and uh, it was just as bad. Well, out at least they would have had grass on it. I don't, NTCA, I don't know if they did. NTCA is struggling to have grass on at the moment. But I think as much as we want to win here, the conditions are on the northwest coast were – I've got uh, – it was described as Antarctic, uh, torrential, um, freezing, wet, pig – suitable for pigs. Oh, which I've just had to feed the pigs out here I before. Did, I did <laughs> see that. When you said, I'm going to go feed the pigs, I thought you were – no, the Mickey, I've, for, but no, I've forgotten. That's one good thing. Can we forget before we leave here? I need to bring a carton of beer home for can, later tonight. Uh, two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No worries at all. Hey, uh, some good news in the SFL. Alan Christensen re-signing with uh, Lauderdale. That's a good snaffle for Ab- Lauderdale. Absolutely. Signing him through to... Uh, well, interesting. Signing him through to 2023. Lauderdale statewide. Yes, correct. When does statewide meant to finish? Well, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't know if it's meant to finish, but I think all the licenses are up to twenty twenty two. So anyway, yeah. uh, maybe they know some things that we don't at Lauderdale, and we'll find out a bit more about that with our guest that comes on. Looking forward to that. I think everyone knows who's coming on. Anyway, see the guy there. dancing. <laughs> Dubstep Gilly. Where, where where would that be guy be from? Um, the Ukraine or Latvia or Estonia, oh, somewhere out there. Russia, he was a crazy yeah. guy. I reckon he was Russian. Club. I uh, like it. As we go to air, the 2021 ODFA Best and Ferris Count is uh, happening underway now. live on Facebook. Have you got, a, you got no, an update? No, I do not have an update. It said periodic sure. updates will be posted on Facebook. It's uh, 50 minutes into the count. And we've got nothing. And we haven't heard anything. I reckon so. they've given it to Dirt already. I reckon he's got the middle wrapped around his neck. I wonder if Dirt will get a vote. Have we got his number? Let's let's do a live cross to dirt. Have we got his number? Uh, no, we don't. 
Who would you know anyone there? Anyway, I probably should have thought about that before. We could do it. We could live live Instagram with him. Excellent. You organise that, and I'm going to keep talking um, about a couple other things. Something we uh, probably should have spoken about earlier in the in the month, but we're going to talk about it now at the end. July is Women's Coaching Month, so congratulations and. Um, yeah, well done to all the women out there in coaching roles. Um, of They're increasing in numbers, which is massive. Good. Yeah, so and doing an excellent job, and um, you know we're really seeing. Well, we've got the AFLW draft in a couple of uh, nights, maybe. So to um, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, interesting. We might get two, three, or four girls drafted from that. So that'd be fantastic. So. All the women out there in coaching roles, um, well done. To those that are looking at getting into coaching roles, do absolutely it. get out there and do it. The girls, uh, I've coached the a women's side and they are willing to learn, they listen um, and uh, the acceleration in their skills is is fantastic to see. So no, well done to from, all, all of those girls. Nothing from the ODFA just yet. So. Okay, well, that'll be coming. Um, hey, did you see... Uh, I saw something that was, that was interesting and I wouldn't mind talking to our man about this later on. Circular head want to put a team in the NWFL. Did you say that? No. Okay. Well, a that's, combined team. I think so. Like, I think they had a team. It was called the Giants, I, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, I think they're looking at putting a team back in the NWFL. So Interesting. that'd be great to see. Other also news from the um, northwest coast. Um, the man with the absolute finger on coastal football, that your, is. Your man. Who? Mr. Perry. Oh, well, I thought you I thought you were going to say Tubes. No. I actually have it written down here that you were <laughs> going to say, say Tubes. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Big Ned Perry yeah. suggesting that the Smithton Saints have a coach with AFL experience returning home and they're looking to resurrect that club. Awesome. Mm, which is a nice little teaser sort of coming to the end of the season. Yeah, I like that. So, the Smithton. Smithton. Smithton Saints. Like uh, in slightly less... Uh, good news, um, the Hobart Footy Club. You see the yeah, yeah look, allegedly in a bit of trouble after a bit of a mid-season fracas in the Central Highlands. Uh, now neither of us are sure what happened. There are plenty of rumours going around. I know exactly what happened. But an independent investigation has recommended that a range of suspensions for playing coach Alex Gilmore and others uh, over that Lakes incident, uh, Lakes Hotel incident. Um, but the board is still yet to publicly act. So just dragging the heels a little bit and just trying to work out, make sure everything's sorted. I'm not going to make any comment on things done controversially at clubs. Um, but... Uh Anyway, I'm sure what, what will be will be. And, uh, I'm we'll just going to put you on mute there for a second in case you uh, drop yourself in the hole somewhere. Still to come, we'll chat footy with the head of AFL Tasmania, Damien Gilly-Gill, and maybe touch a little bit on uh, his love for Survivor. Yeah, less is more. Uh, the Kingbra Tigers, they cannot buy a forward this season. Already battling with the loss of Tyler Carter. I'm for sale. Yeah, you're up here. You probably need to train. Uh, he went down with a dislocated ankle in a match against Clarence in May. News that Cooper Saudi may miss the rest of the season with a broken jaw. Uh, he had surgery last Wednesday night and now has two titanium plates in his face. Uh, that's not good. I don't reckon he'll play for the rest no, of the year. probably not. So that's their two key forwards down. Uh, gone for the rest so of the I'll year. So I'll play a small forward attacking role. We'll see what We've happens. have already got a couple of good small forwards. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what goes there. They, well, need, mate, a, they need a back pocket. Are you going to put your hand up for that? Um, no, but I know a back. I know Dan Morgan loved the loved the pocket. 
he's still injured yeah. from his incident. Oh, is he? He's okay. Falling off loves the veranda. It, loves and he's saving himself for the Wing All Stars game on Excellent. King Island next Actually, I might summer. Put him in. We'll see. If we're short, yeah. he'll, he'll come in. Yeah. Anyway, that's about it for uh, me, mate. Well, late news out this afternoon. Hawks are playing the Lions at Utahs on Sunday. Uh, actually, yeah, two games of but capped at 10,000 people. And? Got to wear a mask. The whole day. Yep. So even when you're eating a Chico roll Correct. or chips and gravy. Yep. You've or, got to, it's got to be filtered through gonna, the, the mask. I hope they got free masks there to hand out. Um, actually, that'd be interesting. Do you? Why not make it, why don't we, we be, become the first stadium? No jab, no entry. Well, but that's a bit unfair on the public, given the no, ro- it's not. given the rollout that the government's. Yeah, that's not on them. Who? Anyway, the public or the government? No, no, that's not on the yeah. the public. People just want to like we'll get that ten thousand to both games. So Geelong and North Melbourne at Bell Revo on Saturday, Hawthorne and Lions at Utahs on Sunday, and it's retro round. Yes, gee, I hope the Lions bring out. So the it's old going to be good to see Guernsey. the Guernseys oh. running round. Imagine if imagine if it's going to be your first AFL game. In a retro round. No, and you go and you go, you're looking out for the teams in their normal kit or whatever, and you roll in. Who's Back in the 80s. How awesome. good? We just talking about it before we started, the Fremantle one. Yeah, Alex Pierce Ale- in that photo. No, that's Russell Brand. Uh, well, yeah, it looks very similar. <laughs> um, I'd love to see a like a Johnny Gastev lookalike come out for the Brisbane Lions in the Brisbane Bears. Oh, just Roger Merritt. They oh, should all gosh, have the goatees for the, for the week. Really tight shorts. They're all in... They're like all pretty much that, in uh, isolation. So yeah. what else are you going to do? Just grow facial hair. Yeah. No, or is it easier for some people than others? Uh, well, yes. Do you reckon... Here's a challenge for you. Do you reckon you can grow a goatee until the AFL Grand Final? Uh, no. In, can you try? All right. Can you try? As much as I love... What about this, a tickler? As, as much, we'll get a tickler happening. As much as I love this, um, my actual... Job that pays me money as an employee. Everyone's um, fine with a tickler. It's trustworthy. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We'll see. Maybe over summer. Andrew will love it. We'll yeah. put a social poll up. <laughs> Should worm grow a tickler? Oh, gosh. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, milestones? Uh, yeah, there are a couple of milestones I saw. Um, Ricky Wells. Yeah. Out at Evendale. Played his 200th game. We played a few games against we, Ricky. We did. Uh, he's always a very funny character on field, he, Rick. He was good value. How's this? Played his 200th game for the club and his 300th in TFA match. Same time. Yeah. You reckon that was actually what happened? Or is it a bit what of a... What do you reckon about? Jeff Price. 297 mate. total games. Yeah, and- I, I reckon. But anyway, um, fantastic effort. Uh, he played with Campbelltown and Prospect. He was the, he was the inaugural coach of the women's. Uh, comp team out there at, at Evendale. Evendale. Yep. Joint winner of the NTFA Div 2 reserves BNF as well. So well done to Rick. Uh, I, I saw s- Kaya Big Mac McCready from Yola pulled on the jumper for his 200th game for the Mighty D's last Saturday in their match against Ridgely. Wrigley. Yep. Against Wrigley. Uh, Jack Jenkins played his 100th game for Bothell on the weekend. Uh, Cam Mulder played his 100th senior game for Bracknell And big Matthew Hutchinson, his 150th for Linders Farm There was also, oh, now I feel bad looking for this now uh, Someone else? North Hobart, North Hobart, 150th life membership 2 Just pulling up, just pulling up, you just pull pulling that up, up. Well, Here I we look go. at Lockie Dornoff's message he's just sent us Michael Biggood Michael bid, Big bid, bid Good, 150 games. Michael Bid Good? Michael Really Bid Good. Right, okay. 150 games, number 25. Oh, Lockie just sent us a love heart. 
Big Bear presented him his jumper. Ah. Love the bear. Beast. Uh, Lockie just sent us a little love heart for his um, the the picture you shared of him in the mud. Oh, good. I wonder, Lockie, can you let us know who uh, washed your Guernsey, please? Yes. That'd be great to know. Actually, I'll send him a message. Got him on milestones? I know there's some out there we missed. Washed. Apologised. Your Guernsey. Uh, moving into communications. Any emails this week, Worm? Or very uh, quiet on that front. Foxy, give us, send us anything? No, Hayden was pumped with the feedback from... Um, from his suggestion of the the state uh, competition, series, state yeah. series, loved it. Uh, thought that's great. So was he happy um, with your initial draw? Uh, yeah, he was. You and Tubes weren't, but um, anyway, we'll get to that. Maybe um, anything else? For email? No, nothing else in the email. It's pretty quiet. I've been pretty busy at work. Uh, I had a couple, a little bit, little bit on social media. Uh, Smiling smartass uh, commented that he'd missed us. Uh, the week before last, and it was nice to have our uh, our tunes going through his ears on his morning walk. I'll actually um, give him a little bit of a pump up. Um, Foxy? No, no, no. The smiling assassin. The smiling smart ass that we've referred to. He, um, beautiful front and centre crumb on, sat- on Saturday. Oh, was I saw. Yeah, I had it on footage, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to send it. Yeah, read that message out from Lockie. Uh. Or do you want me to? Uh, no, I don't get that. Oh, Lockie's he's up to date. Uh, to he's tell you live. the truth, to tell you the truth, it's in the. Are we live? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, how's no, no, he? Lock, Lockie's is he listening? How is he listening? No, he's not listening. I, I sent him a message. I realise that I'm uh, doing it for the oh, listenership. Right, right, coach, okay. you're an idiot. Uh, to tell you the truth, this is Lockie Dornoff, coach <laughs> of Delarone. Uh, it's in the back of my mate's Ute. Still Friday job. <laughs> Hashtag Friday job. That's wow, awesome. that's going to be a mess. I suppose the, fo- the footy boots will be in that s- and the oh, socks. Yuck. Uh, were they white shorts in the photo too? I know they were brown shorts by the looks of it. But yep. Yeah, they were the away shorts. Oh. They must have, so they're at Bridge North then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Hoover Midlands, uh, he sent us a bit of a random one. He wanted to let us know that he had a masterpiece of artwork depicting way out in the wing for sale. Cheap sale. So, if you're after a bit of random artwork, uh, send us through on a message on the socials at Way Out Wing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Talk tick. TikTok. Hey, uh, um- and Ruta Line at Ruta Line slid into our DMs and was sending some backburn snaps from pre season of his mullet again. And guess what? This time, um, he'd shaved. He didn't have clothes on oh, again. Gosh. Angus, it's this guy's a sicko. Stop. This guy's a sicko. It's just... We've got to cut him out of the We've got to report you. Uh, and the only other one I got, at Stu Alexander, hit us both up to play footy yesterday. Stu, <laughs> <laughs> did you see the weather? We let him down, but he was congratulated on... Oh, I've lost it now. No. He's uh, apparently... he Stu himself... Um, Went for multiple horizontal chess marks during the game yesterday. Horizontal chess horizontal marks. Horizontal chess marks. No okay. one stuck. Right. None of them stuck. No so you're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. So, analytics this week. What do we got, Worm? Well, you know I love the numbers, and there's some really good numbers this week. Downloads are up, cracked 1,850 all-time downloads. So we are very close to the magical 2,000 mark. Pretty certain we'll smash that. 
after the interview we've just recorded just then. So that uh, big hitting, yeah, absolutely. So that uh, that'll no doubt occur now. New listeners, uh, well, before we get to that, um, we spoke about our listener over in France last week, Richie Port. Yeah, well, if it is Richie or if it's someone else, they have now moved to Japan for the Olympics because we've got a listener from Japan. It has to be Richie Port. Well, there you go. I reckon so. Richie, thanks for listening in. If you can let the uh, all the cycling boys know that we're um, what we're about, Ted Jones Port, that'd be great. Uh, Twitter, we gained thirteen followers over the week. Um, No one cares. No radio. No. Let's go into. So we spoke about Stu Alexander doing the horizontal chess marks, dropping them all. Yep. He sent in a round review for 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 his game. Now I'm not going to carry through it. It was a really, it was almost up to hazy quality. But there were a couple of snippets out of it, which I think are worthy of mention. So it was good. This is from Stu. It was great to be back on the park after two years. Now, that's a long time between games. That is a long time. Okay. The ground was wet and muddy. This was played at Perth against a combined Lauderdale and I think it was Signet side. Um, Heavy with a nice cold breeze. Not the ideal welcome back for the footy we'd hoped for. The Blues were against it from the very start with the jumpers shrinking a size or two during COVID. I like that. Zach Collins. Collins? Because right. Collins. Zach. Was rightfully reinstated as captain. The calls for Darren Geard to take over were very loud following the opposition kicking their fifth goal with the wind in the first quarter. Uh, the, the, to the Blues' credit, they kept the visitors to only three more goals for the rest of the game. The back line did a great job uh, with Jeff Foley ditched. He ditched the brotherhood to snuggle down with Di in front of an open fire watching the snowfall. Nick Baird blew a calf muscle. Big Sam also hurt his Achilles. Never fear. Ben Gold was there to save the day. Great job down back. Uh, Peter Ch- oh, Ziakiewicz. I hope I've got that correctly. Didn't no, yeah. sh- didn't show for his first game as coach. Oh, well, that's <laughs> he it. didn't that's show. Now, um, so he has a full support of the board, and he will be sacked following beers on Wednesday night. I uh, I did hear one of our former uh, competitors, Dougie Headland, dominated. As Along always. with Turtle Truscott. Turtle. Yeah. So the boys uh, kept him in the game. So well done, well done for those strapping on the boots um, and having a kick. Into the TSL. Uh, so, skipper Brad Wedd uh, returned to the Glenorchy side, kicking two majors. And despite the first time that they've clicked into gear for their best performance of the year, leading Glenorchy led at three-quarter time. But Clarence ended the game with a rush, kicking the last five goals of the game to run up 25-point winners at KG5. Baxter Norton for the Roos, continuing his rich vein of form, was named best. Uh, North Lonnie overwhelmed a youthful North Hobart in a tight first half in which the Demons led by as much as 27 points at one stage. Uh, But from there, the Bombers kicked 12 goals to three after the main break to cement second spot in the ladder. Uh, and the, with young Bombers small forward, Brandon Leary kicking five and skipper Jay Foon a standout in his dominant season. And down at the tip, Sam Siggins led Lauderdale uh, to a scraping win over the line in some wet and soggy conditions, surviving a gallant Kingbra by two points. Kingbra kicked six unanswered goals either side of three-quarter time break and appeared to be headed for victory, only for Siggins to slot one from 40 metres three minutes into time on to dash the Tigers' efforts. 
The new the signed on Alan Christensen kicked three for the Bombers uh, and former wing player of the week, Lockie Godomsky, being named the Tigers' best. Uh, into the SFL, Lindisfarne defeated New Norfolk by 84 points. Hewanville defeated Hobart by 59. Signet defeated Brighton by 110. And Dodgers Ferry defeated Claremont by 255 points. Campbell Hooker kicking 12 and his brother Riley being named best. Uh, interestingly, Campbell and Riley's dad, as a little side note, Reed Hooker. Yep. We played against him when he was playing at St. Virgil's. Yep. Uh, was said to be ecstatic after completing a life dream and successfully building a trailer grandstand out of old pallets, including a shark's paint job to boot. So I'll show you a photo of that. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little one. Uh, SFLW, uh, Division 1, there was a tot. Number 1, Glenorchy, defeated number 2, Clarence, by 15 points. Uh, Division 2, another tot. Number 1, Lindisfarne, in a uh, tight eight-point win over number two, University. Uh, second place, sorry. Division three, uh, Claremont White defeated Norfolk, no goals. Hutchins, uh, 12 goals, defeated OHA, no goals. That's very, very in-depth reporting. I, I got cold this afternoon after spending most of the day outside and I sat in the office this afternoon and that is went very- through. Very in depth. Well, what have well, you got? Uh, OHA, but uni, St. Virgil's. <laughs> uh, now, the old boys, it was actually a really interesting week this week. Um, and the reason I say that, OHA getting the chocolates over uni, which was expected. St. Virgil smashing Richmond, but Richmond got a few goals, which was good. But Dosa got over the top of Hutchins by 40 odd points. So that um, actually sneaks them up into. What does that do for the final four? Yeah, well, puts Dosa up into third. Um, so you'd pretty much suggest they're guaranteed to now make finals. But Hutchins um, actually brings them to just one goal ahead of Uni in that fourth spot. So it's one, gonna goal, be, one, one goal. Sorry, one game. So it's going to be interesting to see. Guess who plays off in the last round? Hutchins v Uni. Really? Yeah. So it's going to be um, yeah pretty interesting, that one there. So anyway, it's, uh, yeah, looking forward to a... Good final season in a couple of weeks. Um, the goal kickers, well, the same boys just continue on their merry way, bagging uh, lots of goals. Jay Boyd. Yeah, he's up. Up. He's now got a good break. Eight goals ahead of uh, Trent Standen there and the fish dog, Fisher. Uh, he's right behind on 65 as well. Luke Potter, 64, and Coxie on 53. So uh, should be pretty tight in that regard, mate. Uh, that it? Yep, ODFA, up the highway. Up the highway. Now, we... Oh, it's done. Have we got No, a- no, 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 no. There were games. The what? last round. Now, you sold me to the fact that there were finals next week, but they had a week off. There were games. Oh, really? So, that's our mistake. We uh, we didn't pump it up last week either. Uh, Tribunner skipped away to an early lead and piled on the pony against Campania to win by 88 points. The Bunners' Nick Clark kicked two goals to this take his season tally to 47, take the league's goal-kicking award by eight. Over the Bone Doctor from Bothell. Uh, Come on, the Doc. In a highly anticipated tot on the Eva Finals, Mount Pleasant got the better of Bothwell uh, in what was sun, rain, hail, wind, calm, but thankfully no snow. So that's uh, they went. They go through the season undefeated, which is the first time in the their competition history well since done. 1953. Uh, they've done that. 
Well, stick around, there's plenty more to come, including our state series wrap with Gilly and the best bits from the Tokyo Olympics that you may not be aware of. Let's rip. Uh, up here to the north, NTFA Premier. Come on then. What are we called? The Tigers, the Country Tigers. No, the City Tigers. City Tigers. City Tigers. Oh, we'll get to that. In a low-scoring contest, Deloraine, 5-9-39, returned to the winner's list, defeated Bridge North 1-2-8. Muddy, muddy. Yeah, man. with the parents, parents being held scoreless for the second half. Uh, Coach Lockie Dornoff, which we've discussed about his jumper work. Uh, Co-captain Stan Tyson, James Car- Carpenter, could lace up the boots after the easing of restrictions for Vic Travellers ensured they could take the field, albeit bring most of it with them post-game. And so, hold on. Why could they yeah, and why could the, the OLs boys couldn't? My suggestion is that the Deloraine boys potentially came, came back, back a, a bit tad there. earlier. Yeah, as opposed to the OLs guys that were that were held stayed up the for ex- the same. Stayed the extra night, the OLs boys. Yeah, hey? mid-season. Uh, Liam Davies to. for Longford had thirty-nine touches in heavy conditions. Thirty-nine. Yeah, in pretty wet and heavy conditions to Sean lead Longford. Smith like twelve twenty-two ninety-four over Hillwood three-two twenty. Who just speaking offline to the Hillwood coach they had a few big bodies that missed, which didn't help them. Uh, Longford's thirty-four scoring shots to five across the game. Uh, when it rains, it pours, Worm. Two in a row. Georgetown. Oh. Are, are they a chance for finals? No. No? Okay. Uh, Georgetown jumped out of the blocks, notching its second win in a row, defeating Scottsdale 57-41. to 41. The Saints led at every break, with Matthew Knight and Logan James leading away. Now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just letting it sit. It's unsurprising that what the wing gets behind turns to gold. Just, it's... That's what we're hoping for out of the breeding pair of pigeons, at least, yeah. That's but Rocha Lee oh. has knocked off every top five side in the past six weeks after defeating Bracknell 9963 to 7446. Had prawn uh, go. They're certainly shaping as the competition's form side with small forward Zane Brown relishing the damp conditions to slot through four and prawn banking uh, three to lead the Red Legs. <laughs> uh, South Lonnie had the bye. Div one. Luke Murphy Cohen. Streaks ahead on the leading goal kicker. Yeah. 30 ahead of Mark. No point bothering no. mentioning it anymore. No, it's not. He ain't, uh, he ain't catching him. Mate, in, the, uh, in Div 1, we had a tot, uh, which we spoke about earlier. Lilydale getting the chocolates over Old Scotch. It was a battle of attrition down there. Mud, horrible conditions. But uh, Lilydale got the chocolates. They haven't lost there for a very, very long time. will be hard to beat. Come finals, um, the rest of the games... As expected, uh, really. So nothing too much to to write home about. Um, as we mentioned earlier, again, Chuggy kicked a bag for OLs. They got Bridport. That final five is set and done. I've been banging on about that for about a month for too long. or two months. So anyway, so that was good. In the women's, a um, couple of interesting results. Uh, Old Scotch did well against Scottsdale. Scottsdale had them for a while and then they, and they just went bang. They banged on through in the last quarter to... To get a 20-point win. Um, but two other uh, interesting results. Lonnie absolutely smashed Longford. Probably the biggest score I've seen mm. in the women's. 25 goals, 20, 170 to zip. But congratulations to Deloraine. First year in the competition. And they got their first win. A nail-biter. Absolute nail-biter against Evendale. Won by two points. Uh, Evendale kicked two goals in the first quarter. And then did not score after that. Uh, Deloraine kicked 
one goal in the first, one goal in the second, and did not score. So neither team scored from half time onwards. And uh, yeah, but Deloraine girls got their the win. Day, what time of the day was that played? Uh, the girl, I'm not sure. Uh, four o'clock, I think. Okay. Is the, the after game. So well done to uh, yeah, well done to the Deloraine girls on getting their first win. Uh, moving up the coast in WFL, uh, again, as went predicted, really, Devonport 13-13-91 defeated Wynyard 6-12-48, extending their lead at each break with Bain and Lowe kicking five and being named best down. Uh Bernie Dockers did likewise against Latrobe, 94-42, with big Bailey Bogue bagging three majors uh, and veteran Nick Walters named best. But the highlight was almost, I thought it happened, our man Jiffy, Jeffries. Yeah. How'd he go? Uh, no, he went all right. He played, but I thought his son played with him, but he was still only named as an emergency oh, again. Oh, so close. So that's another game on Dad's uh, record to go ahead of uh, son Cohen. So maybe next week. Maybe, maybe. Um, where are we up to, mate? That uh, was NWFL NW- Women's. NWFL Women's. Um, yeah, a couple of convincing wins. Alveston got over the top of Devonport and Wynyard. 12 goals, 9.81, got over the top of Latrobe. So, um, as expected there, but uh, a couple of good, strong wins for the girls. To the NWFA, uh, the seniors, um, fourth, Motton Preston, vying for that top spot. Motton Preston had the bye, fourth, got a good win over Sprayton, quite convincingly. Um, unfortunately, our boys, Rosebury Turak, didn't score again. They're back in the news. Home or away? At home. Yeah, so, I saw that article. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so that's good. Um, good on the volunteers out there for continuing to- Should be paid. To get around it. That's exactly right. Get Gilly on board with that. Uh, Wesley Vale got over the top of West Alvey. Actually, there, there was a bit of a bloodbath that this round, although- Bud bath. Bud bath, although- uh, Seen that before. Although, um, <laughs> Turner's Beach got the chockies over East Alvey by just 15 points. So that was a good, um, good close game. Uh, Circular Head Football Association uh, In arguably the filthiest conditions of the weekend If not the year Third placed Irish Town The Canaries Caused a huge upset Toppling ladder leader Red Path 3-12-30 To 3-6-24 In what could be better described As a rugby contest inside a pig pen uh, the, the videos I saw of the game Were nothing pretty at all uh, the Inch of rain during it And there's a beautiful video online of the Canaries sinking, quote, winners, piss, and darts uh, in the sheds after the game. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, in the other game, Scotchtown, uh, 96, defeated Forest Stanley, 15. Uh, interestingly, in the reserves, Redpar defeated Irish Town, 27 to 4, but the match was abandoned at three quarter time. Due to weather conditions. Really? Yeah. So the result would still stand because they played past. Yes, it is. Now, it's been marked down as weather conditions, but I did some digging this afternoon. Right. And uh, and touch base. Irish Town were down to 15 fit players by the three-quarter time. Oh, there you go. And so collectively, the coaches and umpires in the – I mean, the conditions were pretty bad – decided to call it quits. So, uh, moving to King Island, Grassy managed to scrounge 13 players. Curry only got 12 to the park with a couple of North players jumping ship for, with day permits. Uh, and Grassy, Grassy extending their lead at each break to run out comfortable 110 to 27 point winners. All right. Darwin. Hazy. Hazy. This is good. Uh, Darwin Report, 24th or 7th. In Antarctic-like conditions across the board, did, South... Did you see the, the video? Have you, are you going to talk about that? The videos the boys sent us? 
No, that was to Rosebury Tourac. Yeah. With the snow. Oh, it's all right. I can edit this crap out. Okay. No, yeah. keep going. You want me to keep going? No, keep going. You just interrupted Hazy's report? No. Whatever, Hazy. What's the fine? Let's go. We're fine? Come on. What do you want to get out of here? It's late. It's only 8.30. It uh, in Antarctic-like conditions across the board, South Burnie travelled to Somerset where they hand... Where, what have you written here, Hazy? Where they were handed a footballing lesson going down by a mammoth, 190, 176 points. Aaron Butler kicked nine. Tom Smith was electric across the field, while Nathan Hayes and Jared Ling, Loring, were the lone goal scorers for South. In the upset of the round, Natone mm. made light word of, work of yeoman at Wyvernhoe, getting home by 34 points. Natone coach Braden Hayes. Geez, the Hayes boys are just having a big one. Kick three for the Pies, whilst Ruckman Jackson Daniels was best for the Robins. Uh, Caprona Sneak, sneaks him just half a game behind Yeoman in the four. Ooh. Caprona struggled against uh, flag favourite flag uh, Queenstown out of the kennel, going down by 98 points. Josh Newson kicked five. Darcy Crane was damaging off half-back for the Crows, while Reese Turner used his speed to his advantage and searing left foot. Uh, in the final game of the battle for fifth spot, Yola took the chocolates. The muddy conditions played into Yola's hands with Ashton Hoare dominating for the Ds. Nathan Radford um, again led from the front with the Saints for the Saints, but it wasn't enough go as they went down by 22 points. And I sent Hazy, nice one, Hazy. Well done on your wing All-Stars selection. What was, was he pumped with that? He was. He said, ha, 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 ha. Such a great honour muscle icon. <laughs> What a legend. <laughs> well Hazy. done, Hazy. Thanks, Hazy. That's well done. Uh, that's us. Done. Beautiful. Let's go to our guest. Here's a snippet of our interview with head of AFL Taz, Damien Gill, as we discuss a state series concept with him to determine the best local football side in Tasmania. The full interview with Gilly is available now on your podcast network of choice. Just search for Way Out on the Wing. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the main reason we got you on, Gilly. Now you saw hopefully the uh, the state series concept um, that yes, we that I we that we threw up. Yeah, now brought to us by one of our good listeners. One of our good thanks, good Foxy. Yeah. Thanks, Foxy, for that. Now, what did you think of the concept, the execution, and the uh, the semi final draw with Signet versus Hewenville and South Launceston versus St Virgils? Controversially, I thought Devonport were incredibly stiff. To be toppled by St Virgil's, okay, and okay. Um, and I said this to Tubes, and we had a bit of back and forth about. It. I just think St Virgil's—they got the big names that catch your attention. I've watched quite a bit of St Virgil's this year, and they're a very, very good team. But I reckon Devonport maybe bat a bit deeper. Ooh. Well, I, I'm I'm disappointed that the boys didn't give Roach a lead. Uh, didn't get Roach Lee through. They've just come back again well, off another win. So I'm anyway. I'm, I'm with you. In. They are in form. form I'm with you, Jilly. form team Jilly. in Tasmania at the moment. Mm. So uh, yeah, they're flying. Breaking news: We have the results of the semi-finals. Well, we're gonna back some Virgils won the poll. Well, very interesting. Well, so, actually, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> if Devonport had have beaten St Virgils. Would you say they would have beaten Rochelle? I don't know. When it comes to the power of the people, you probably you roll with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you might not get the right answer. No. <laughs> well, the power um, of the the power of the people has spoken. Voted, and in semi final one, Signet versus Hewenville with seventy two percent of the vote, public vote across 
Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Signet are the winners through to the final there. Beautiful. Now, in the second. Probably expected. Yeah, I, w- I would have expected that. that. Yep. Uh, in the second semi. Controversy. Much, much closer. Across the three. Break them down. Formats, yeah. So, Twitter, uh, it was 64% St. Virgil's, 36% South Onceston. Facebook was uh, 90% St. Virgil's, 10% South Onceston. But very interestingly, Instagram, 75% South Onceston to 25% St. Virgil's, which... The end of the day, there was a shot after the siren. South Onceston go through with fifty-four percent to wow. St Virgil's forty-six percent. But McCulloch yeah. has kicked one from so, fifty-five after the siren. Happy to announce that the state series final is a playoff between Signet and South Onceston. Where should we play it, Gilly? What ground are you Where making available for us, mate? Are we heading over to Queenstown? King oh, Island. Let's take it over to King Island, yeah. Oh. oh. Well, South, South played there <laughs> earlier in the year against Grassy. Oh, no. That, Can't do I that mean, then. Yeah. yeah, no, that's home ground advantage you, pretty much. Macquarie Island. Do you play on – do you play – see, you know, like North Hobart, I think that's advantage St. Virgil's. Oh, no, they're out, aren't right. they? Advantage. Yeah, no, no. So Signet, Signet South on See, much oh. like Tubes had to pull you up last week, Gilly's now pulling you up on the concept. <laughs> North, North Hobart. Queenstown or Campbelltown? They've got to be your options. I mean, yeah, Campbelltown is probably the happy meeting place, but I don't know. Signet's a fair way from Hobart. Take it at Queenstown. I would suggest Queenstown. Oh, that's awesome. Take it there. Yeah? Done. It's it's the best ground going around, isn't it? Well, have you ever played on it? No, no. Have you been out there? And seen a Mate, we talked about my playing abilities before. Yeah, I know. Um, I knew the answer. You might be. Question. You might be a gravel specialist. Keep yeah, your feet. maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what I was. The missing ingredient all this time was we were playing on grass. <laughs> well, well, have, have you watched? Me. Have you been out there to watch a game? The Crows. No, I haven't. I no. need to. I road need trip. To. Yep. It, let us know we, when we're organising yeah, a road no, trip. I need to. We'll get you out there. So, well, what's your prediction for the game then? Signet versus South Launceston at, uh, at Queenstown. Signet, South Launceston, Queenstown. So, yeah, well, on the strength of last fight, Signet were pretty strong victors, weren't they? But, yep. yeah. I, I'm going to back the porting. I'm going Signet. I, don't, I haven't had enough time to think about it yet. No, I've got, actually got to digest it a little bit. This is going to be a good one for the socials. Yeah. I like your nomination for making Queenstown available. If you want to listen to the full interview with Damien Gill, where we extract answers on a multitude of topics with Gilly, briefly touch upon his dazzling football career and how his love for Survivor had his thumb sore from too much tweeting before we interviewed him, then jump across to our podcast page and listen in to the main man of Tasmanian football to learn more about how passionate Gilly is about footy in this state. Just search Way Out in the Wing on your podcast program. Player of the Week! Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Oh, well, controversial poll last week. Uh, no, no, not, it wasn't not, actually not controversial no. at all. Last week's winner, Bradley Cox Goodyear, for his two hundred TSL uh, 
senior TSL games and extensive football CV. Uh, over Sean the veteran, some people said we should have said Sean Grandad. <laughs> maybe Sean said that to me. Did he? Yeah, maybe. Uh, just on that, a member of the Wing family commented that uh, this was after Saturday's game, after watching Muller kick one out of bounds on the full and then just scrape another in for a point from 20 metres out at Hillwood. Brackets, yes, it was muddy. Uh, but player of the week should kick those ones, surely. Oh, yeah. So Brad wouldn't miss that. No, the poll, uh, and we got... We got 12, 14? Yeah, something, something like that. that. It wasn't four like the week before. Yeah. So, well done, Bradley. Yep. I'll get a, I'll get a uh, four-pack of Van Diemen Ragged he Jack Mate, he's an elite athlete. He wouldn't drink that sort of stuff. Brad would neck them in about four minutes. <laughs> Rightio. Well, what do you got this week? Because I have got a dual sportsman legend. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want yep. Me? All right. Monique Dufty. How's this? Not only played... Footy for OLs, one of the best on the field in their win. OLs or Launceston? Launceston. You know exactly what I'm talking about. She then Saw went the name named him yeah, best. Sorry. She then went and played netball for the Cavs later on that day. No. Back-to-back wins. Really? Yep. Got the win, got the W in the Dual footy sport. for Lonnie. And then, in a uh, big win. Yeah, massive win. And then got the W for the Cavs against Devon, so... She's my player of the week. Monique good luck. Dufty. That's good luck. Not bad. Uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit spoiled for choice this week. Ooh, I had uh, I had Reed Hooker for his uh, building of the trailer grandstand. Yeah, I thought that, that was worthy but of it. You got to remember, it's called player of the week. I had Son Campbell for potentially kicking twelve. That's not bad. But you you alluded to it at the start of the show, and I couldn't go past it. I looked high and low, but after getting his ambulance bogged at Lilydale. And having to be pushed out of the mud by the players from both teams after the final siren, my nomination oh. for player hashtag person of the week goes to paramedic Dave Munting. Was it Dave? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Oh. So, for getting your ambulance bogged, Dave. Dave, come on, mate. You You're better than that. Uh, and the video flying around of him just trying to hide as he's getting back into the ambulance. Oh, poor Matty Duggan. He's got a broken windpipe sitting in the ambulance and the, the driver can't even get out. Dave, yeah. get on the passenger seat, mate, and let your... Uh, We'll, post it. we'll get that, that video out. up on the social media no, so you can awesome. see Dave showing. So that's uh, there it is. Monique Dufty, two, uh, what is it? Monique Jewel Sport Dufty. I don't know if I'll get all that in. But versus anyway. Dave Bogged Ambulance. Can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Player of the Week. Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Now, we don't want to interrupt for too long, but we need your help in spreading the word about Tassie's best football podcast, Way Out on the Wing. Subscribing to the podcast channel is definitely going to help us out a fair bit and then make this whole exercise go for an eternity, not just the two or three episodes. Uh, And you've got to remember, we're doing this for you, the local footy community, and we want you on board for the ride. So... Go on, hit the like button, give us a follow on any of the social media platforms, tell your teammates, your coaches, interrupt them during three-quarter time address to say, follow way out in the wing, get your friends, family, and get on board. In fact, get your mum to listen, and we'll give her a shout-out. We love all the hard-working footy mums out there, so make sure you listen, subscribe, and like way out on the wing. Now, Worm, I've got a little surprise for you here. 
Okay. I got something new. All right. Let's go with it. What do you got? See, see whether or not this tune rings any, um, what's the word? Bell. Well, bell memories. Memories. Mem- yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Takeaways from Tokyo. Well, given that it's uh, uh, the Olympics are here, we decided we'd uh, be remiss of us not to cover off on the Olympics. So, what, what are you talking about, mate? I'm, I'm doing a separate podcast all about the Olympics. Oh uh, well, I look not, forward to listening to yours because oh, you've sorry. stolen most of my material. So. Uh, takeaways from Tokyo. What have we What have we seen the last couple of days? So, hold on. What are we doing? What is this? It's highlights that uh, you may not normally see from all just good things that we've seen from, from the Olympics. From the Olympics. All right. Yeah. I like so, it. at the risk of turning it not into a uh, Olympic podcast because we know it is. Short, uh, yeah, we're just, segment, yeah. So, I like that. Uh, well, can I go off the bat because? Yep, um, absolutely. Go. Uh, I don't know his name, but today, Dean. But Dean Boxall, Dean Ariana Tipmas, yes, coach. coach. Oh my god, that was so good! So excited! It's just definitely up there. Everyone wanted to be feeling and doing, so you, and he was pumped. That was that was awesome. You go with a high, I go with a low. Right, that's opening, the high. opening ceremony. Bruce McAvaney's fingers didn't see. Ah, oh, really bad crossing them. Really creepy fingers. Just wasn't good. Well, I'll, while we're at the opening ceremony, um, I switched the on. one that looked like a um, serial killer's. Uh, mud map on their wall with all the red string no, going around. No, no, the Tongan guy. Oh, shirtless Tongan yeah. guy in uh, all oiled up. He was a beast. Yeah, so that was... Uh, so you've done research to this. That's not Peter. Uh, how's this going to be? Peter Taufa Tofuas. Yeah. That's, that's his third um, stint. What's he in? What's he doing? Uh, okay, so his third stint at carrying the Tongan flag, and he's done it each time with bare-chested. He blew up in 2016 at uh, Rio. What sport is he? He reprised it after he switched disciplines from Taekwondo at Rio. Yeah. Okay. Then went to cross-country skiing to represent his country in the 2018 Winter Olympics. Rubbish. Yep. And went bare-chested to the opening ceremony there. Rubbish. Nope. Are you serious? True story. That's awesome. Yep. I tell you what, I wonder, he said, he I wonder said, how many athletes have been to a summer and a winter Olympics. Not many. Yeah. Not many. He said, uh, he was quoted on Twitter saying, uh, thanks for all the tags and love, but not sure if going viral during a pandemic is a good thing. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> I like that. Um, did you see the um, – this is good. I like it. Uh, only and things are fresh in my memory for what happened today. Did you see the, the triathlon start? Oh, the, <laughs> the boat, boat driver. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a controversial captain uh, floating around Tasmania called Ollie Shug. He may well have been driving that boat. Right. Yeah. Well, he almost uh, the driver almost chewed up half the competitors. Oh, it was a beast of a geez. boat as yeah. well. So uh, I saw a video earlier in the week of the Aussie athletes playing backyard cricket in the village, okay. which is good to see. Who was scoring runs? No, well, I don't know. That didn't really last for that long. Eddie uh, Eddie Ockenden used to be able to play cricket very very well. Yeah. So yep, he was a very good cricketer. Did you know? Um, the rules for this Olympics, athletes are only allowed into the country four days before the event. No, no, I didn't know that. And they have to be, they have to have exited Japan no more than 48 hours post their final event. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can't stay around in the no, athletes' so village. No, and, um, so it's, it's pretty much and, so uh, net, network. There's an argument that this is potentially um, the most anticipated Olympics ever, which I don't agree with. I don't think they've been, really been that highly anticipated, but. They're pretty much pure performance Olympics, yeah. so there's none of the 
after hours Enjoy, Which would be annoying if this is your only Olympics. Well, I went to At least the, you're there. Um, I wouldn't mind going. I went to the Beijing Olympics, not as a competitor, as a- um, Is that where you got your Maverick mask? Yeah, as a spectator. And the after hours activities were phenomenal. Susie Wong's in Beijing, one of the best nights I've ever had. I met Thorpey. Now, isn't he a fantastic commentator, Thorpey? With what, a, Basil. what a ripper. With Basil. Um, all right. Well, hold on. Uh, what else have I got? I'll tell you one thing from these Olympics. We're talking a lot about the Olympics. People will just no get to listening. the point then. I, I, I wasn't a fan of these uh, random sports, the skateboarding, the surfing. Now that I've the watched, ones that everyone's become now that I've watched experts them, in lo- overnight. Now that I watch them, absolutely love myself them. included. I reckon they're awesome. Uh, the mountain it's bike a new era of great. events. Yeah, no surfing, skateboarding, three, three on three more. half court basketball. Yeah, I don't know about that. They've got full size and there's no netball. It's not like there's a three on three basketball league, is there? Uh, probably, but um, you know, there's not. They don't. There's no netball in the Olympics, so maybe bring that in before the. Three on three, given there's already full court basketball, which the US lost their first game. Yeah, I've got that down. They've lost three of their last four. Yeah, right. Who was the one in between? No, a couple of the trial games in the States. Boomer's getting it done against Nigeria. Yeah, a little bit of niggle in that game. Uh, Women's road race. Did you see that? No. The Dutch. Charlie Woodoff. There was five girls that went out uh, in a breakaway. Okay. And then uh, a couple of the Dutch girls were in it. The Peloton. Um, caught up to them and absorbed them. And these Dutch girls thought, oh, we'll get this going, we'll get this going. But they only brought back four of them, unbeknownst to the rest of them. An Austrian bird was still out in front, so they played cat and mouse, thinking that they were ahead. There's no radios in it. Oh, so really? So they, they don't know. They didn't know someone was ahead. The Austrian girl crossed the line in gold. <laughs> the Dutch girls were fighting over... What well, they, they thought, thought was gold, gold and silver, oh, and they crossed awesome. the line and incredibly confused to see their names up there as silver and bronze. No, that's yeah. awesome. So there's no radios allowed. No, no but radios there the, allowed. There were the cars behind But them. Yeah, they were in the breakaway. So wouldn't you think you're riding with five people, yeah, you'd know if... You'd think yeah. so. Anyway, well, apparently they're saying that the heat was a bit of an issue. Right. A bit warm over there. What right. about the... Did you see any of the surfing with the... Um, Waves yesterday compared to today with no. the typhoon hotting up? No. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't Very see. different. I didn't see that. What I did see, there's a Australian... It's a fourth Olympics, I think. Um, I can't... What's her name? I can't remember her name. Anyway, uh, in the table tennis. Australian I haven't seen table, any tennis, table tennis, tennis yet. Do you know there... Um, I was watching the... Um, you know, they had the name... I can't remember the names and what... what how they hold the paddles yeah. underneath. So the terminology they use, um, one of them's the shake hand <laughs> holding of the grip and the other one was the... Um, Backhander? No, the pen hold. Oh, the pen the, hold. The pen oh, hold. Yeah. So the pen hold or the shake hand is some of the terminology. So yeah. It's good to see you learn something about new sports. Yeah, yeah I like it. Um, table tennis is... The 4 by 100 metre women's team, they won beautifully, world record and stuff. But the thing I was more interested in, in, I don't know whether you've seen any of the footage of the marshalling room prior to the competitors in the swimming coming out. No. Uh, All lines of seats, beautifully organised and stuff. Anyway, the four Aussie girls, rather than sitting separately, all sat around in a circle. They all held hands, almost doing a kumbaya, laughing, giggling, carrying on. Apparently, it completely psyched out the rest of the competition. Oh, there you go. They so, did win, didn't they? Uh, and the only, other, or the only other good news, I've got 2032 <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah. Announced, finally. Which means well, that we'll be our... Well, no, I'm about to allude to the fact that uh, our children will be in prime age for competing. 11 years. So... Yeah. 
That's pretty good for Australian. There's um, there's a. We might have AFL in uh, the Olympics by then. Um, There's a. There was a. Was there a fourteen-year-old girl competing in the skateboarding? No, skateboarding. Also swimming. Yeah, there'd be some young girls in the gymnastics. Gymnastics. Geez, we've spoken about the Olympics a lot on this podcast. That's been twenty minutes. Lovely music. Is the pork you're eating really got a smile on its face? Would raising your own pigs make you feel better about enjoying bacon? Well, perhaps it's time you got your pigs from Big's Pigs. Ethically raised, hand-reared and entirely Tasmanian tasting, Big's Pigs can sort you out with your own little happy squealer. In fact, Big's Pigs are so happy that they even gleefully squeal, wee, 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 all the way home. Don't believe us? Well, just listen to this. So if you like your butt rubbed, your pork pulled, or your bacon stripped, well, Big's Pigs is the meat candy for you. Order through Way Out in the Wing today. Minimum order, one piglet, available randomly, 20% cut to wing founders. Time on. Uh, only thing, I've got plenty, plenty of ground closures ahead this week. Yeah, not many weather and training, stuff. I reckon. What's the most novel training session that you've ever had? We, we asked this of Gilly. Uh, I've done two two that come to mind. One was the yoga session at Old Scotch, uh, and the other one Sunday morning yoga session was it? Uh, the other one was a karate. Couple of, couple of bikes were bending over and just the down, the releasing, dogs. just releasing a little bit of pent up <laughs> fumes. Um, no, the other the other one, which was um, more of note, was a karate session we did at university in the old boys, and. It was a Tuesday night. It was the hardest session. We hadn't won a game all year. I, I spoke about this previously. And um, we ended up, I was still sore on sun, Saturday morning. Anyway, we ended up winning. That was our only game of the year against friends <laughs> at North Hobart Oval. Clarence, we had some um, killer running sessions, but nothing. But like, that's not. Nothing fun. Yeah. That was just, they were horrible. I heard tonight there was a um, North Launceston junior side that uh, I think it was last week. They went and did some boxing. Anyway. I think it's not too bad. I think a majority of the team woke up the next morning and could not move, just using muscles. So they Ch- just chest marks. So, but that's a question. What's the most novel training session you've done, seen, or organised? Is it rock climbing? Is it backyard cricket? Is it ice hockey? Is it indoor soccer? Uh, a popular one. Yeah, that's not novel. That's nah. just different. Yep. But uh, yeah, like what it. have you got? Send it in. A uh, p- few people asking about pigeon report. Yes. Uh, they're still fluffing about. Yep. Seagull and Little Bill, we're going to collect them later this week. Looking forward to that. So, And with the AFL games in town or in the state this week, make sure you go and see them with your mask on. Yeah, on? Whilst watching your team food <laughs> into your mouth. You've got to keep your mask on at all times. Oh, you know, it's too late. Oh, I did not know where you were God. going with that. Anyway. Thanks. Make sure, make How sure, good was Gilly? make sure you get on and listen to our interview with Gilly. We'll throw it up separately. He has all the answers to all your questions about everything Tasmanian football. We've solved it in an interview. 
Um, so from this week forward, Tasmanian football is fixed. Thanks and to AFL Tasmania and Way Out in the Wing. And if you've got any questions you want to ask Gilly, send them in at Way Out Wing well, or... A bit on, late now. No, but we'll, we'll get him back on. Absolutely. Okay. All right, good night all. Oh, goodbye all. Goodbye.